You're listening to On the Record Online with Eric Schwartzman, where reporters and journalists go on the record about how they use the Internet to cover the news. For the latest trends, tips, and tactics on how the web shapes popular opinion, subscribe to our RSS news feed or visit us online at www.ipressroom.com. Cisco Systems Senior PR Manager Jeanette Gibson goes on the record online. Well, I would say part of it is because of the success of the online press reviews at Cisco. And that has been a site that captures, that is the second most visited site behind main page Cisco.com because it is so rich with multimedia and engaging content that the marketing groups and mar- you know, all the groups around the company, we now partner with them for content and have shared our best practices. So, you know, even though we're reaching um, a very targeted audience as a, as a main audience for the press room, we actually are reaching a very, very broad audience. We're going both deep and wide because the majority of the viewers that come to the online press room are our customers, our partners, and industry, industry partners and leaders, and, of course, the press and the analysts in Wall Street. But that's a very small community. We think about the number of customers and partners that Cisco has. So I think... Public relations has been really engaged with um, information on the web for the past few years in a very successful way. And thank you for downloading this very special episode of On the Record Online. Today we have a one-on-one interview with Jeanette Gibson, the senior PR manager from Cisco Systems. She is responsible for directing and leading uh, Cisco's award-winning online newsroom, newsatcisco.com. Uh, the news at total traffic surpasses 10 million page views. Uh, the subscriptions to the site's RSS feeds are growing at a 90% year-over-year pace. Uh, I am very pleased to have her with me on this podcast. Uh, if this is your first time listening, uh, this is a podcast where we focus on the business of public relations, corporate communications, and marketing. And we talk about how technology is changing the way organizations communicate, and the way people consume media and information. Uh, my name is Eric Schwartzman. Uh, I am the chairman and founder of iPressroom Corporation, uh, which helps organizations extend the reach of their PR and marketing campaigns using a variety of new media tools and services integrated into one powerful online dashboard. So rather than having to use open source or cobble together a um, disparate uh, set of unsupported PR uh, Web 2.0 tools. We have a uh, integrated system, one dashboard, login with a username and password. You can blog, you can podcast, you can manage RSS feeds, you can email market, you can search engine optimize, you can serve video on demand, audio on demand, and um, you don't have to be a, a programmer to do it. You don't have to write code, you don't have to be a webmaster, you don't have to know HTML, you just point and click your way through it. And um, I, I think you might find it interesting if you want to figure out how to integrate the web into your marketing communications uh, programs, or if you want to get a, uh, a a newsroom just as good as Jeanette's, go to ipressroom.com forward slash visible. Uh, I am also managing director of Schwartzman & Associates, a Los Angeles-based PR agency. We specialize in meeting the needs of entertainment, media, and technology clientele. Um, if you're catching this podcast um, through some way other than the RSS feed and you'd like to subscribe, you can get that at www.ontherecordpodcast.com. If you have questions, comments, or feedback, 
or resume, if you're looking for a job, please send them to me at eric, E-R-I-C, at ontherecordpodcast.com. The one other thing I want to mention uh, prior to the interview is um, I just finished teaching a course, uh, Introduction to uh, New Media PR at UCLA Extension, uh, which was quite well received. It was very full. It was There were more people in it than most of the other classes and um, quite quite talked about, and I think we're probably going to do it again. Uh, but if you're interested in some of the other professional development opportunities that I'm involved with, namely the upcoming uh, Online PR Convergence Conference, which is going to be held in Los Angeles in May, you can get that information at www.schwartzmanpr.com. And uh, now we're going to play for you the interview with Jeanette Gibson. As always, it comes entirely uncut after this. Don't be left behind. Get the latest online PR tools and services from my press room. Powerful, easy to use, available on demand. Extend your sphere of influence online with iPressroom, tools for online media centers, virtual private press rooms, RSS news feeds, podcasts, and more at www.ipressroom.com. iPressroom, always on, even when you're off. Jeanette Gibson, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. Tell us a little bit about um, the evolution of your uh, uh, title at uh, Cisco. You've been there nine years. You started in, in, in PR, and now you're in a different role. Tell us about that. Sure. So I lead a group at Cisco called New Media Communication. So I think this reflects the changes that we're seeing overall in the marketplace and that we now have a group at Cisco in the communications organization devoted specifically to new media. And that is, how do we drive new media practices throughout the company and also evangelize what Cisco is doing externally? So um, in my purview are, for example, our online press room, so the websites that we have that we've had for quite a while as far as news at Cisco, where all of our information about news releases is posted on a daily basis. So there's the web function, but there's also a lot of the new areas that we've been going into at Cisco. So for example, podcasting, which we've been doing for about two years, blogging, which we've been doing for about two years. Um, now getting into Second Life in a big way. You know, video is a big focus for us. So how do we continue to drive our communications using video as a platform? Mobility. Um, Cisco uses a .mobi service. So however we think about the communications externally, we want to think about how we can reach people in the new ways that they are given the, uh, the new media explosion out there. So uh, it's... it's um it's in, it, you know most people would assume that Cisco, which is a technology company, would have or would need to have uh, a, a really great online newsroom because I would think that people would form uh, some of their perception based on your presence on on your website. Um, I mean, do, was, do you think it was easier for Cisco to get for Cisco's PR or Corpcom team? to get the, um, the support of, of management and the budget to build and maintain an online newsroom than it might be for a, a non-tech company? You know, I think there's certainly part of the fact that the Internet is our DNA. I mean, everything at Cisco is, it's on the web, and there has been a challenge by our CEO across the company to automate more of your processes online, to provide more worker productivity by leveraging the Internet, and we certainly have the network that we can leverage really easily. Um, but when we looked at doing the online press room, we were a bit of renegades in the beginning because we went outside of the box of what Cisco.com was doing. And you know, back in 2000, our press room was very much like everybody else's at that time, which was just a list of press releases. 
And so in the PR department, we knew that we had to push the envelope and have more rich rich media site. And so we, we basically, as is a lot of it at Cisco's culture, is that there are a lot of many startups at Cisco, and the entrepreneurial culture is very much alive in how people see trends and how they want to execute on new programs. So we as a PR group made the decision that we wanted to really change the site. And with very, very little money, we, um, we had one server, and we just started um, deploying you know, video and pictures and leveraging video across the company and did a totally different look and feel than was um, standard across Cisco at the time. And now, here we are seven years later with a site that is leading a lot of the activity that is going on. And as you've probably seen, Cisco did a major redesign at Cisco.com last fall, which is completely incorporating social media. So I think we were pioneers within our own company even. But definitely the culture is leverage the internet, how can we use more technologies, and video, I would say, at Cisco, probably 80% of our communication internally is via video. So we do have a very well-defined infrastructure for how we can deploy video, so doing that is pretty easy internally. Jeanette, beyond the fact that uh, a corporate press room for you, an online an online press room for, for Cisco, in many ways reinforce, reinforces its core messages and core competencies. Just on a higher level, based on, I mean, I know you're not involved in media relations anymore, but you did come from that from that place. What benefits do you think, just on a high level, an online newsroom might give a a um, a, a PR team? Well, I know that um, we've seen dramatic uh, improvements in how the the PR team has been able to extend themselves and uh, deal with the broader number of influencers that are out there, so as far as scaling their expertise using the web and saving time and money. So I think before, you know, any PR team at any company, you can only handle so many calls and so many emails. And so the more you can put on the web, the more you're able to expand your influence and reach more people. So the PR team has found it very, very helpful to have videos and multimedia and just information on the web that any reporter around the world can access at any time. And this has also helped with our internal productivity amongst the PR teams globally so that our partners around the world can go on the web and see what releases are coming up. So we only we not only get the benefit of externally being able to reach more people and distribute our message in a more consistent way globally, but we're also able to collaborate with our partners around the world in a more efficient way because we put everything on the web. We have uh, tools that we put up on the web so all of our message documents, press releases, and Q&As, and briefing sheets are all there so that anyone around the world can access it. So I think it's been pivotal to enable the, the group to scale, to become a world-class organization. And, uh, I think we all are strapped with budget issues and time and money. It's certainly encouraging to me and probably to a number of people who are listening that Cisco decided to take someone like yourself who came from the world of PR and put them in the, in the task of, 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 of social media and spearheading that. Um, tell me, what, what in, 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 in your view, what is the role of social media in mainstream PR? I think it's. I think it's becoming um, just a, another part of everyday jobs. I think that social media is out there; you can't ignore it. And I think it represents the fact that our jobs have changed. I mean, I think because of Web 2.0, the communications landscape has changed. And I think, from a communicator's point of view, our jobs are much more difficult. I mean, there's both a challenge and an opportunity. I think the challenge is that you not have more reach. Not only in traditional PR, you would speak to the reporters on your beat. Um, but now you have to think about the websites that you need to reach and the bloggers and 
podcast community and who via video and who on their mobile phone. So there's so many more ways to reach people because people are accessing information on multiple devices. So I think um, it's a critical component of every PR person's job to be looking at blogs, to be thinking about, um, from a launch perspective, whenever you have a meeting to plan a PR program, to think about what is the most appropriate vehicle for this communication. You know, the press release is evolving to have more components of audio and multimedia in it. So what we're doing at Cisco, whenever we have launches, is my team is there as well. Okay, well, maybe this is just a podcast, or maybe this is an executive Q&A that goes on the web, or maybe this is a video. So really thinking of it as a package. Uh, it's no longer just one-way communications. We need to have conversations with so a lot of um, uh, companies, uh, you know, when you talk to them about this type of thing, will say, well, yeah, you know, the PR folks will say, sure, you know, we, we weigh in on the strategy, but we really have web folks, web people down the hall, and they take care of, you know, the social media and the web stuff. Um, is that how it works at Cisco? No, the PR people are doing all the web and social media. I mean, my I come from PR, and I've been leading our online press room and our and our social media efforts. So I think actually having the public relations background fits perfectly because you understand the power of relationships and how to influence people. And the people that I hire for my editorial web team are all PR and communications people because I want somebody that can know the bigger picture. If I have a router that we're introducing, we don't want to just put up a story about a router on the web. We want to look at what is the broader implications of that, what is the market, what are the trends, how is video impacting it so we can tell that higher level story and make it more interesting. One of the things that we found is even though, you know, Cisco is a B2B company, so it's been very difficult for us to reach consumers. And with with the power of social media, we're now able to speak directly to consumers. So I think it empowers our communications team even more to be able to speak directly to consumers and get that instant feedback. So we're putting up, you know, we may see an interesting story and try and relate it to Cisco and put up on our blog and see what the response is. So I think that it's a, a nice marriage of capabilities from public relations into how we all can help our companies achieve more social media. But if you look at all the different departments in any organization, marketing, PR, IT, advertising, HR, do you think, I mean, why, why do you think, P, why at Cisco is the PR team tapped with leading this effort? Well, I would say part of it is because of the success of the online press reviews at Cisco. And that has been a site that captures, that is the second most visited site behind main page Cisco.com because it is so rich with multimedia and engaging content that the marketing groups and mar- you know, all the groups around the company, we now partner with them for content and have shared our best practices. So, you know, even though we're reaching um, a very targeted audience, as a, as a main audience for the press room, we actually are reaching a very, very broad audience. We're going both deep and wide because the majority of the viewers that come to the online press room are our customers, our partners, and industry industry partners and leaders, and of course the press and the analysts in Wall Street, but that's a very small community. We think about the number of customers and partners Cisco has. So I think public relations has been really engaged with um, information on the web for the past few years in a very successful way. And also as a communications team, I think we are a very web-centric communications organization. Given that our culture is about driving internet, we are very, very much web-savvy as far as how we deploy our communications. Again, I should be you know, very focused on how we do video and always looking to innovate in new areas. So I think the PR team now under the um, larger organization of our corporate communications 
very tied in nicely with the groups that do video and, and how we partner across the board. And what are your objectives with News of Cisco? What are you trying to do? Well, we're trying to project Cisco's voice as far as telling our story to the public. And I think when we look at that, it's, you know, at the end of the day, the audience for the online press room are the influencers. And that is now no longer just the media, it's also, you know, bloggers and websites and just the general internet. So I think we are telling Cisco's story. We are focused on how do we communicate our message and tell Cisco's strategy and vision in a compelling way and um, helping advance some of our messaging. And also, you know, finding ways to create, as we say, series-based content to get people to come back, to have that loyalty amongst people to come back to the web to hear more about Cisco. So it's not only just talking about Cisco products, but getting Cisco's viewpoint out there about what is Cisco's you know, perspective on wireless, so what is Cisco's perspective on video. So we really see this as a way for us to expand our messaging and also expand our reach with nuance. Beyond that, are you looking at any, um, I guess, more marketing-oriented goals like perhaps customer acquisition or lead generation or uh, customer loyalty? Is is there is does that figure into into the mix with with you as a as the head of social media looking at uh, looking at the, the the press room and programming the content there? Yeah. Are you yeah. using that content to drive traffic to any other areas on the website? Yeah, I would say that's a big part of our strategy is to look at how are we delivering ROI and what are we doing with our audience. Cisco's a very metric-based company, as I'm sure every company is, on how do we determine ROI. So we have a three-pronged strategy. Um, the first is around customer loyalty, so how do we improve the stickiness of our site? And a lot of that is creating series-based content, such as podcasts, keeping the blog up to date, really looking at educational pieces, such as videos, so we can be leaderful in our communications. The second will be around innovation. So how do we drive our content on multiple devices? So Cisco already has a program for Cisco.mobi, so anyone with their mobile phone can get access to Cisco information on their phone. So we are doing that on the press room. We've already added all of Cisco's press releases to that feed. We're looking at how we can customize some of our content for that medium. And then also, uh, I call this our service-oriented part of our strategy, which is recognizing that consumers are now in control. It's no longer companies. I mean, the shift of power has changed with social media. And so we have a service-oriented approach where we want to service consumers and offer things like advanced search. It's a big focus for us is how do we, how do we deploy better search so that anyone coming to the site can quickly get the information that they're looking for and also you know, deploy more things like RSS. We have a, a ton of RSS feeds on our site because we have found over the years a dramatic increase in our RSS feeds compared to just straight web traffic. So we have seen from our traffic patterns and also from research studies that people prefer to get that personalized content via RSS. So we're constantly looking at how we can personalize and customize our content to serve the, uh, the user. So, Jeanette, when you look at the numbers, uh, the measurement um, associated with it, whatever you're measuring um, with respect to usage of, of, of content and data and, and the feeds being aggregated, what numbers excite you most? What numbers in your web, st- in your web statistics um, do you feel best represent success? Well, what I'm excited most about this past quarter is just the the rise of new media. So our podcasting and blogging numbers um, are going up 40 and 60% respectively. 
So I think what I can talk to my management team and say people are coming and getting listening for podcasts. And our blog is becoming a usual form of communication. I mean, this is something we're doing every day. Our, our New Francisco Notes blog has now evolved into our corporate blog. So uh, we posted the information about any key announcements that we have and try to really engage people through our blog to have conversations. So I'm most excited about the fact that people are having conversations with us through our blog and listening to us in new ways through podcasting. And, and also RSS. I think that's a very interesting trend that RSS is fast becoming the way that websites are having to make sure that they offer that customized view to give customers a chance to tell them what they want. Beyond that, on a more granular level, um, does uh, total bandwidth transferred uh, mean more than uniques or hits? I mean, can, can you sort of walk us through, just on a high overview level, some of the specific measurements that you're looking at that, uh, that you're tracking over time? Sure. So we have some qualitative and quantitative metrics. So on the quantitative side, certainly we look at unique viewers. Um, so we've, we've had, we have 3.5 million unique viewers a quarter, so you know a little over 1 million unique a month. So. And as far as hits, we look at the number of hits. So we have over 2 million hits a month. So I think we look at our traffic and the patterns of that. And I'm particularly interested in our patterns, U.S. versus global, because we've seen a lot of increases um, in, for example, in Latin America and Asia sites are, are up 50, you know, Asia is up 50% this quarter and Latin America is up uh, 10%. And, you know, U.S. is only up 10% from our web straight web hits, but RSS quarter over quarter is up 50%. So we have seen consistently 50 to 100% growth in RSS each quarter. So it's far surpassing um, straight page views. So we're looking at number of hits, we look at number of unique viewers, we look at where they go on the page. And we're very concerned about how people get to us and how long they stay and what is engaging to them, which is why we're focused on the stickiness and the customer loyalty because the majority of people coming to our site, we found, come through Cisco.com. And they used to go straight, they would go from Cisco.com straight into a press release. And so what we found is that people were actually skipping our homepage. And we were, we were losing a lot of eyeballs to the main homepage that had a lot of our um, main story content. So what we did is we did a shift around how you view our press releases. So if you go to the main Cisco.com and click on a press release, you'll come to do the Cisco. But we've wrapped the homepage around the actual press release text. So now wherever you are on the site, you're able to navigate the full functionality of the homepage. And that's based on some of the research studies that we've seen about people aren't coming to destination sites as much. They're searching on the web for Cisco information or coming to our homepage and searching. So that's why we've also deployed a lot more advanced search capabilities. So if somebody just wants a video on John Chambers or just wants to know our number of employees, we're able to more dynamically provide that information. So just... I'm sorry, just to make sure that I understand, what you're saying is that as a publisher, you're using the, the, the content that you create in context against the, 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 uh, nat- the horizontal menu at the top of the screen to, 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 to lure people to site and build traffic and, and, and send them in other directions. Exactly. And we're trying to build in links so that people can find more information and know that they get a full package of information. So on any press release that we have on our site, we'll have a more information box where you can link the, the relevant podcast. Um, you, you can link out to more information within Cisco to get more detailed product information. So we're really trying to make it 
one-stop shop for people if they're coming to get information about a new product, say it's telepresence, which is video, we would want to link back to other sites in San Francisco to help people get more information. Well, certainly when you clear the wire, you're going to fulfill uh, uh, regulation fair disclosure and uh, perhaps um, be able to take advantage of that for reasons of search engine optimization, but... Um, why not just put the press release on the wire with those links rather than on your site? What are the benefits of having them on your own site? Well, we do both. I mean, um, you know, we want them on our site, obviously, because we want to be able to have people see more about what Cisco's story is. So I think the majority of people are obviously reading our content on, on the main news site, which is great. And then what we're trying to do is find ways to get people to come back to our site to engage with us because we have so much multimedia content. Our video player has over 500 videos. So anyone coming to our site can then go into our player and watch you know, a keynote by our CEO or listen to our earnings podcast. So we feel that we have a breadth of content on our site that would get people to keep coming back. So we, we definitely want people to find us around the web through search engine optimization, as you mentioned, and doing everything we can with advancing how we can distribute ourselves, but getting people to come back to Cisco to experience Cisco and to learn more about us. How easy is it for um, your team to, to manage the content? How many people does it take? You know, I think, um, it, you know, we're pretty lean at Cisco. I mean, on the editorial side, we have four people that manage this, all the content on the daily site. So um, it's a very small team, and then we we have some writers that we will use. But we... Um, we definitely leverage content across the board. So when we have a press announcement, one of our writers will work with the PR staff, and you know it might just be a Q&A that we tag on to the press release. In fact, we found that some of our executive Q&As and features got more hit press release. So we work very closely with the public relations team on adding that multimedia component to every announcement so, so we can be pretty lean with our staff and pull in writers as needed and then leverage the content that we have globally so that our global websites can tie in via RSS to get our stories. So we feel that we've been able to stay a pretty small group and move pretty quickly um, because we, we can leverage existing content and, and also work closely with the PR team. What would you say to a smaller company who may be thinking they only need a few press releases online? I mean, do you think uh, smaller companies should be looking to build a press room with the same level of sophistication as, as yours? Well, I think there's some, there's things that every company can do to make their press room more engaging. And, you know, I think certainly looking at how, having people are very visual in how they receive information. So regardless of if you have a press room up there, it doesn't take that much time or energy to put up a photo with that. Or you know, there's a lot lot more resources to do podcasting. So I think adding some media and just providing you know one picture, a multimedia view really, really helps um, engage viewers in coming back to your site and, and being able to tell a story. And also RSS, I mean, there, that's a great way to get your content out there and to track your traffic over time to see how people, you know, what, what type of feeds people are requesting. So I would encourage everyone on their sites to look at how they can break up their feeds. For us, um, security notice feeds, press release, and John Chambers video are the top feeds that we're seeing. So it's very interesting to see how people are coming back to our site to view more videos. So we've made a concerted effort to try and increase that. Obviously, not every company can do that, but certainly I think that there's probably a lot of companies have video across the company they might not be aware of. The marketing group, for example, may have some customer videos they could probably you know, leverage and put up on their site. 
If you had one recommendation for others in your position looking at new media and online communications, uh, what, what would that big recommendation be? Well, I would just say get involved in whatever you can. <laughs> Do whatever you can, whether it's putting up a blog, which is very inexpensive uh, and, and gives you a lot of reach to consumers. I would just say pick one thing and do it and, and acknowledge to your executive team that we're going to trial this and go back to them with metrics and get their buy-in. Um, so, for example, podcasting on, on our side has been very successful, and internally I've been able to get more executives involved by showing the metrics each quarter, and I actually produce awards for the top executive podcast each quarter and give the executive a, an award and, and make that a reward mechanism internally so there's been a competition for executives to say, well, hey, I was number one last quarter. I want to be number one next quarter or you know, why is so-and-so the number one downloaded podcast? So we we definitely have made that a part of our culture. So I think just pick one thing, do something. There's, it's so easy to deploy a lot of this stuff. It's just a matter of, of um, just getting your team and, and going for it. Final question. Where do we go from here? How have these new technologies affected your approach to communications up to now? And how do you think they will potentially change that approach going forward? You know, I think that up until now, there's, you know, there's been such a shift. And I think a lot of us in communication are just trying to digest and do what we can because things are changing so fast. So I, I have seen a huge shift in what we're doing now as far as how companies are embracing social media and the fact that you can now communicate directly with consumers. And I, and I think as we move forward, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens with um, with mobility. For example, you know, the, the growth of mobile phones is far surpassing the growth of TV or Internet. So how companies are going to need to be able to reach people in new outlets is very interesting. Um, and also the personalization aspect, how companies are going to have to tailor their content even more and provide that interactivity. And, you know, I'm wondering, with the rise of RSS, you know, what that will mean to companies' websites. They might, you know, become and affect their own RSS readers. It'll be very interesting to see how that all plays out. But I'm very excited, I think, especially when we look at mobility and the fact that companies can customize and speak so directly and have conversations. It'll be very interesting to see what happens. So I think communication is important right now, and we have a huge opportunity to help drive that. Jeanette Gibson, New Media Corporate Communications at Cisco Systems Incorporated. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. You've been listening to On the Record Online with Eric Schwartzman, where reporters and journalists go on the record about how they use the web to cover the news. For the latest trends, tips, and tactics on how the web impacts corporate reputations, subscribe to our RSS news feed or visit us online at www.ipressroom.com.